Welcome to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy Ryback. I am joined by Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc. Raj, how are you doing over there? <laughs> Just insane. How about yourself? Doing well. Up early, busy morning, phone calls, the supplements that are just consuming my life as always, but I am I am happy, I am healthy, I'm very grateful. So and I'm glad you are as well. Yeah, yeah. This in-home isolation. I thought uh it was rough the first, you know, four or five days, but I feel like I'm starting to get my groove and get used to it. So new way of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with all the wrestling shows being canceled, I thought uh, you know, this would be one of the the slower news weeks, but that was not the case. We're gonna have to, Raj, once I have a feeling all wrestling is gonna be put on hold here pretty I really think so, unless something drastically changes, but we may have to uh I don't know, watch old reruns that have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, President Trump, he had said that he plans on a lot of stuff opening up by Easter. Yeah. But WWE, they're canceling shows after Easter, postponing uh, live events. And, and yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, it'll be interesting to see. I could almost see after WrestleMania, they're taped for the week after WrestleMania. And then after that, you know, maybe just airing archive footage uh, until, you know, things start to get normal. I'm shocked they even decided to do the that night after Raw after WrestleMania is always pretty special because of the crowd. Yeah, it, it, like just having all like it's just so weird that they're going through with any of this. We said it weeks ago. I said it, it's. I'm baffled that there's not more backlash overall, and I see there are a lot of fans that are unhappy that they're going on both wrestling promotions, but in particular WWE because, like I said, it's only a matter of time before people start coming down with coronavirus with the way this is spreading. So. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying it like from a financial aspect, it makes no sense not to postpone it and wait and see what happens. And then also for the health and safety of the talent. And now we're we're seeing that uh, just broke uh, when we're taping this, that Roman Reigns is out of WrestleMania. He is no longer facing Goldberg. Uh, when people will be listening to this, it'll be this weekend at WrestleMania. He apparently wasn't comfortable competing at the Performance Center since his immunocompromised from his battle with leukemia. So apparently, according to the observer, Observer uh, Reigns was at the building and the Miz was sick. The Usos were upset with the Miz being sick. And that played into Reigns' decision, maybe knowing that, you know, people are sick at the performance center and, you know, having leukemia, he's more vulnerable to, uh, you know, getting coronavirus and being affected by it. And, uh, you know, it compromising it because he has lower immunity. So he is out. Braun Strowman is reportedly filling in, filling in for him. So Braun Strowman will be facing Goldberg. Or it, face Goldberg. WrestleMania was already taped. Yeah. Braun Strowman versus Goldberg is your WrestleMania 36 match. And then this is a lot of concerning things going on. And I, like I've said, I've said both promotions, AEW and WWE. I feel the superstars, the talent should not even be put in the position of having a choice. I think it's a no brainer. Free storylines. Everyone go home until this is under control because it, it's getting more and more out of control. And what is happening. And I know this because knowing the talent there and, WWE has tried their best to cover this up. They're not coming out. So we saw there were reports of Rey Mysterio and Dana Brooke being quarantined for, they said, they possibly having coronavirus but being sick. Then it mysteriously kind of got swept under the rug 
from what I was seeing that the reports, they won't, WWE has access to coronavirus testing. They don't, it's like, you can get it. You can drive to the, like the, the testing has been made more available. They no doubt, cause AEW, correct me if I'm wrong. I had heard AEW was actually testing their talent for it. Is it, have you heard of that or no? Where they're filming, they have a coronavirus testing center yes. that's like right in that parking lot. I'm not sure if all the talent are being tested for it, but they are really close to it. But so my but, thing is, though, with that, and, and I would hope they are, and I don't know, because yeah. I'd read that that's what they were doing. And I go, you know what? If they are doing that, good for them of taking that step, because then you know that at least the talent you're wrestling, you're not getting it there. Now, you're still putting a bit risk traveling and the other things, which I don't agree with. But WWE, and I saw this. When they put out, they they were screening talent at the performance center with their WWE doctors, which already are as corrupt as corrupt can be, and that's just straight up. They their one job is to make sure the talent just keep performing, no matter by any means necessary. So these WWE doctors are screening the talent, not giving them a coronavirus test. So we already know that you could have coronavirus and have no symptoms, be asymptomatic, and be spreading the disease, the virus. Right. So right there shows you their shady policies of what they are doing by allowing talent to come in. Talent could have it for two weeks and not even know before they start showing signs, which they all started getting it a couple weeks ago because what's happening is now talent are coming down with it from all being forced to fucking travel and all this stupid shit that they never should have been, been put in that position. And then now people... Ray Mysterio and Dana and those guys were working and they were working with different people and now it's popping up and I guarantee you, like you said, other talent are getting sick, which WWE, I promise you, Raj, they probably didn't give anybody a coronavirus test. And this is me just speaking, just knowing how they are until WrestleMania, everything, they got all the footage they needed to get. But then the talent, the Usos and Rick, like, there's no doubt that played a part in all of it. And then and I'm sure Roman's family and then the Usos with him. They got to wrestle the Miz and in there and he's sick and like being forced to be in a position where you, you could be affecting not only your life, but many other people's lives, your loved ones going back home. Man, it's a shit situation that I honestly believe Vince, I think they have put themselves more so than even AEW. I think if AEW had somebody have it, they would probably shut down. And again, and this is it, if they haven't, shame on them. But WWE, it is now talent is coming down with coronavirus. And they got to worry about that talent that goes home, about spreading this or spreading it. They got to travel home. How do you right. travel home when you get if you're at the if you're at the performance center and you live in Austin, Texas, and you're in Orlando, Florida? You got to stay there for two weeks. Or are they going to let them go home? Who knows? Because they're yeah. not, they technically probably won't test them. Yeah, they do have rapid coronavirus testing coming out. It's yeah. not known how accurate it is. The more accurate ones take six to eight hours for results. I still don't think AEW should be taping right now. I don't think WWE should be for the health and safety of their performers. I think uh, they both should, you know, AEW has enough archive footage now to at least last, you know, a couple months. But it's a scary time. And if someone does get this and uh, it's on your watch, I think it just looks really bad for your company, whether it's AEW, WWE or anyone else. I UFC. Agree. What do you think? And this is a very realistic situation with Roman Reigns. And we've seen this with people with the majority of people that are dying from this are people that have preexisting conditions and yeah. are, or I've even read different things where it's, a lot of the people dying are people that were on the verge of death already, got weakened immune systems, which Roman has a weakened immune system. And this is just, he's already traveling. He's there. There's multiple talent. I told you this. Once a wrestler gets it, it's worse than any other profession because of how intertwined they are from the locker room to everything, to the sweating and being in the ring. 
you're putting them at such a higher risk and not actually having testing in place for them beforehand. What would happen if Roman Reigns died and he came down, like, in all seriousness? With, like, and that's, or somebody takes it home and their kid and their kid dies. This is, right. I can't wrap my mind around this, that Vince, and I understand from a business, I get it, I get it, nobody wants to lose money. But the negatives outweigh the positives on this so badly. I can't, I can't understand why he's so hellbent on putting on this show unless he knows his, this is his karma and his fate and this was his last WrestleMania. Yeah, I think the way Vince has been dealing with this has been erratic, to say the least. Um, they should, Roman Reigns should not have been put in that position to even have to make the make call. Make a choice, yeah. Yeah, I, and really none of the none of them should have. Um, and you said Braun, like, and again, that's a situation. This is why, like, a union with pro wrestling, too. You probably, WWE talent, and you got people speaking up, and they, they're not wrestling finally, which is great. Like, And I'm so happy Roman had the balls to finally fucking do something in a top position. Like, it makes me happy because right. there's so many others in the past that haven't. And, and granted, the circumstances, and we won't don't know all the details, but that's what it's taken now. And you look, and then Vince takes a guy like Braun. This is like we're trying to get a union. Why it won't ever work in pro wrestling? Because you could have everybody be on board. We're not performing, blah blah blah. And then you get that one guy. I'll do it, boss. Right. I'll put. I'll take that championship and a little extra pay. And there you go. And I'm not saying that Braun. There's other people. None of them should even be in the position to be making that fucking choice. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And there's going to be very negative consequences and repercussions with this. I, I assure you. Yeah, uh, another change to a title match at WrestleMania. The Miz is off uh, the card as well. I don't know if it was his choice. Uh, according to the Observer, he was sick, uh, as we mentioned. And um, yeah, so that tag team title match that he was scheduled for uh, for WrestleMania is off the book. So again, it's just falling apart. This show, you know, just never should have been taking place. Uh, you know, once clear a few weeks ago that they weren't able going to be able to do it at a stadium. Yeah. Uh, Waiting this out and, and postponing it just made all the sense in the world. And, and now it's just it's just falling apart. No, and this is something I think with shareholders too and from a stock standpoint, the long-term consequences of this, because this information is, you can't hide this stuff anymore. It's going right. to come out. And it's going to come out that the talent, the fact WWE is going to come out with some creative bullshit excuse that they couldn't get coronavirus testing. All these other big sporting teams in, in, in all around the world People with money have access to the coronavirus testing, especially with what they're doing. You would think that would be even more made available. Like, guys, if you're going to run from a government standpoint, guys, if you're going to run, okay, we're not going to tell you right now, but you guys need to make sure you have testing for every talent in place every time that you're going to put them in the ring because of the risk that you're putting all of them in. And it's not that. When I saw it was just the screening and I go, this is... They all they care about is getting this done for whatever reason. Vince is try- saving grace, but and again, under normal business circumstances, I would be you know great. You don't want to lose money as a business, but you're sacrificing human lives in a, like for no reason with this. So I think I think a lot more is going to come out on this as this goes on. And Meltzer, I don't know why. I feel like there people are hiding that this it needs to be talked about. Why they're not actually being tested for coronavirus. Yeah. Because I don't believe they are, or if they are, it's being hidden. Because if it came out that one of them, even they have, they've never officially said one talent has has it. And the, like, whereas the NBA, and then they were forced to kind of shut down operations because it started, and we saw the spread. So this is it's it's a nasty situation, man. 
Yeah. Uh, WWE, as we're recording this, has not yet commented on it, uh, but, you know, SmackDown will be airing uh, this evening. Uh, but Ryan Satin at Pro Wrestling Sheet first reported the Roman Reigns story. He's, you know, been working on WWE backstage. He's definitely, you know, uh, he's not going to post something that's not true, something like this. So he has access to the information firsthand from working there. Yeah. So uh, it, it's a mess. Um, and Braun Strowman, I'm not sure how it'll go with Goldberg. I think everyone knew it was a given that Reigns would be beating Goldberg with Strowman. I don't know. Not so much. Strowman got, was involved in controversy this past week uh, where Evil Uno, the Dark Order, yeah. he basically uh, sent out a tweet asking fans to support the independents. He said, be it wrestling, music, buy their merch, support them through Patreon, share their stuff. Uh, the gig economy is going to take a huge hit and many don't have the safety net necessary to survive this, which, you know, very nice you know, tweet doesn't seem like something that would get you triggered. But Strowman replied and it, he has since deleted. He wrote, here we go with more of the somebody pay for my bill stuff. If you can't afford to pay your bills, maybe you should change professions. That's why I quit Strongman. I loved it, but I couldn't afford to live. So instead of making a GoFundMe or a Patreon, dot, dot, dot. And for anyone that goes, that's easy for you to say you're a WWE superstar. Just an FYI, seven years ago, I moved to Florida with everything I owned in a Kia Soul with $150 to my name when I started this. Obviously, a really bad time to put out a tweet like that when unemployment is uh, reaching an, an insane rate so quickly in the wake of this pandemic. I think that's a, that's a, a tweet he should regret putting out. And I think that it lacks, um, it comes from him obviously being triggered. And for whatever reason, uh, why over that um, huge mistake on Braun's part? I'm glad he deleted it. There's no reason to pick that fight at any time with people. Cause, and again, and you get caught up in that WWE bubble and, uh, and he's making a little bit of money. It's really easy to forget, you know, what other people are going through. And I could tell you firsthand, I've been on both sides of the fence where I was a server living day to day in Louisville, Kentucky. And had I been working, I had no salary serving. It, it was all for taxes. It, no, it was so low. All I survived on was tips that had this happened at that period there. And I was out of work and I would have had no income. But you have these wrestlers. A lot of these guys, wrestlers, they have side gigs or they do stuff where they are servers or they have jobs that are a little flexible. Right now, with the way everything is going, the tweet just lacks common sense. Uh, and again, and I'm not going to knock Braun on a, it was a mistake. We all make mistakes. I'm not judging. But these guys can't just go pick up and get another job, essentially. Or if they can't, they can technically, but it's a very tough situation. If they're they're used to making their income, which isn't great to begin with, most indie wrestlers and Braun probably doesn't. I've, I've been on the independents and seen these guys. They don't make WWE money. They don't make they make less money for what they do probably than anyone in the world for what they put their bodies through. When I got released out of developmental, I remember doing shows in Tennessee and coming back losing money and be like, this is it was just because of the gas, everything at the time was crazy. And I just go, like, I understand what these guys are going through. And so to me, that's a fight you don't want to pick because you're not going to win and you're not going to get any sympathy um, with that. And, and I think it's really easy sometimes when you got WWE talent and you come from no money and you start making a little bit of money, which in the grand scheme of things isn't a lot of money, but you start making a little money. It's really easy to sometimes just caught up in the bubble. And I think he just got caught up in the bubble there. And I get the GoFundMes, you know, with talent starting GoFundMes. It's none of our job to judge people on that. We don't know what any one person's going through. If people want to pay, if someone starts a GoFundMe and people, and 90% of the people hate it and 10% of the people are sympathetic to it and want to help them out, what problem, just don't look at it. Don't look at it. 
And I get in like, there's always situations where you look at it and you're like, oh, that person's just, it's really easy to judge. And, and I think you got I've taken a lot of steps to try to be non-judgmental and we all do it. We all do it all the time. That's just a, that's a horrible situation to be judgmental over the current situation with everything going on. Right. I'm glad he took it down. He made a mistake. He seems to realize he made a mistake. And if I were him, I would put out, I would put out an apology. That's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because th- that tweet, it not only hurts independent wrestlers, but just people in general who are losing their jobs right yeah. now who can't get something else. And if he is going to be winning, the, even regardless if he's winning the world title or not, apparently he does regret what he wrote and uh, feels bad about it. So I, I do agree with you that he should probably put out uh, something strongly worded that he, he feels bad about. 100% he shouldn't. I, I hope he will, because and it, it, that will do more for him. And, and it was just horrible timing, horrible tweet. It's really easy to get caught up and you're, you're angry, you, you're, you're upset over something else and you see something that triggers you and you fire off a quick rapid response on something and you don't really think it through. And that's just one of those situations. We've all made mistakes. So I think it'll do them well and we'll see what happens. And again, with WWE, this is how Vince operates. Roman, the top guy, pulls out and then we, oh, you're going to pull out. Well, it'll be really interesting to see once the shows pick up. If Braun is now put in that top spot for a long period of time, which maybe not would have happened. We've seen it. But when forced in, in a situation like this, that's Vince operates. Vince will push somebody that he doesn't even like to sometimes get back at another talent. Like he's, I've seen it in the past on, on other situations. And not to say I think he does like Braun, and, but he was never, they went out of their way to stop his momentum many times. So it's a, it's right. a very interesting scenario either way. Yeah, you mentioned the GoFundMe. Uh, as you've seen, a lot of guys who spend their careers wrestling yeah. uh, end up with nothing, and uh, and then they really can't do anything. And Coco Beware is one of those. Uh, he recently uh, had a GoFundMe launched because he needs a knee replacement. Uh, he does not have insurance to pay the full bill, and uh, so his goal is ten thousand dollars. I mean, ten thousand dollars. It's sad to see, you know, a WWE Hall of Famer yeah. um, that has to go look for funds uh, in that way. It's one of the disappointing things about pro wrestling. And that's what I've, it needs to change. And it needs these guys, this, and it goes, and we're going to, we'll talk probably the Ben Walsh stuff. I did a video on Ryback TV on the dark side of the ring. The Vince schedule is responsible for more deaths than anything in pro wrestling. And it's what the, the abuse that it does to your body, the, the lack of pay, and then the addiction to things from, and again, you got talents held accountable because they go to play the game, but it's, this is why I have this discontent with promoters, particularly Vince, for the abuse of the system and not actually paying the talent accordingly so that if they even do have a two, three year career where they have a little bit of a padding from having, you know, you will play in the NFL and these different sports, you make, even if you're not a starter, you make a certain level of income where you're okay for, where you could usually transition it into other things more times than not. And you, it's not the case with WWE and it's not the talent's fault. The money's not there for especially what you do to your body. And I honestly believe that Vince schedule played a huge part. Again, Chris Benoit, a lot of factors went into everything, but it sucks your soul from you. And it, and it causes all these other problems. And what the talent don't realize, all these guys that you love today, the Seth Rollins, the Roman Reigns, very few of these guys have gotten out of the business and actually held it together and done well after. And you had to look at it. You're like, why is that the case that these human beings can be so successful at one thing and, and then all of a sudden they get out of it? It's because it completely destroys your soul and your body. And once your body goes, like I've, I've been blessed to be able to get it back and I was hell bent on it. And 
a lot of these guys aren't going to have that opportunity because it's going to be too late when they leave. And you see this 10, 15, 20, 30 years outside of the business. And I know this firsthand because the WWE uh, personnel have told me this. They get messages from former talent every day or the majority of days. And they tell them no and they need help with stuff. And they, they turn a blind eye to them. It is, it's the worst fucking business in the world. And it, I, I hope fans, I don't care, you can call me bitter, angry. I will speak the truth all day long on this because I've experienced so much hurt and pain in it. We need more awareness. And I think finally people are starting to see this with Vince, how he, that the talent that leave there aren't bitter and angry. They're telling the truth and more people are seeing it. And it's a horrible situation that a guy like Coco Beware can't even get $10,000. And that a, a company that he spent years with isn't there for him either. It, it sucks. There's nobody looking out for the wrestlers. It, it breaks my heart. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Chris Benoit, uh, the dark side of the ring, the uh, two hour uh, Chris Benoit story uh, aired this past week. It was the premiere. As far as ratings went, it was the most watched episode of that show ever uh, by far. It did 320,000 viewers. The highest before that was 234,000 for the Von Erich family. Uh, I had watched this a couple weeks ago. Uh, they had sent me a screener. If you're looking for fun, lighthearted viewing during this uh, pandemic, this is not it. It is an amazing documentary. And I, I saw all of part one. I have not seen all of part two. I need to finish watching that probably today. And uh, and I just knowing what I know, it's very dark, obviously. And there's a lot that went into that and what happened. And, and nobody's ever going to fully, fully understand or know. But it's um, I thought they did a really good job of uh, explaining. You can't uh, justify or defend the actions, the information that we have that took place. Um, but it kind of gives you that lead up the years prior and everything going on. And, and again, the important thing to me was, was hearing that Vince schedule and how much you hear how Chris would say, Jericho would talk about, you could see it in his face. And Eddie, two of these guys, you miss everything essentially when you're on the road and you're hurt all the time. And another thing that they didn't play, man, Chris had a, and this isn't, I don't know Chris. I could tell looking at his body and knowing when I was there and knowing there was steroids were heavily figured into this. I don't think steroids did that, but there become, there are guys and they see it with the bodybuilders and, and you hear this information on the film and we're talking about Nancy wanting to leave him or, or to stop the steroids. It gets out of hand and you get become addicted to it. And these guys, a lot of them, they, Vince had that fetish for that muscular physique and these guys, there's that weird wrestler thing where these guys put Vince on a pedestal and want to please this weird old man in any way possible. And you sacrifice your health. And Eddie did it too. Eddie was had was a lot, lot bigger and, and vascular than he ever was in prior to that. And even in WCW, you could tell a difference in his physique at different points. But that schedule, drug addiction, factored in. Drinking. And I have stories, and I didn't tell it when I did my Ryback TV because it's not my place. It's not a good story for Chris of drinking with one of a, a developmental talent up there when I was in Deep South Wrestling who was with the company for a short period of time on TV and ended up quitting and left because of how he was treated and particularly by Chris Benoit uh, after being forced to drink with a bunch of the WWE talent at the point. And uh, Chris was – it was a very disheartening story, I remember. And I'm not going to – it's not, not telling it, but it was uh, – there was another side that I think a lot of everyone understood and it sucks. And I thought he was, you know, phenomenal, fantastic wrestler. And I had a good story with him about in deep South wrestling, but there were so many negative things uh, at play with all of that. And again, the brain damage over the years. Um, 
it all figured in and it, it, it sucks, but I think it's, we need to look at this as human beings for wrestlers. I really think with AEW, what they're doing with the one day a week, I think wrestling is going to evolve to that eventually. There's no reason for it to be anything past. And we see even one day a week is so much more that fighters fight two or three times a year. I think the whole promotion of pro wrestling needs to be reevaluated eventually because it's, it's not humans and wrestlers need to expect more out of themselves in life. And I get it because a lot of them, you have no choice. And I had no choice. You get in, you play their game. I think the game needs to change a little bit. And I'm happy AEW at least is giving talent. You're not even doing once a week. You're not even wrestling every week a lot of times with some of the guys. So I just think that is much more conducive to a, a healthy lifestyle overall than breaking your body apart four or five days a week and creating all these other problems, which you could see in that dark side obviously played a role. And it's it's a very unfortunate. But I they did a fantastic job with it. Yeah. And Dark Side uh, airs on Vice TV, but they also have the full episode up on their YouTube, both parts one and two. So if you don't have Vice, you can check it out there. You mentioned AEW uh, this past week. They adhered to the the recommendation that they keep 10 or less people, you know, in the in a room at one time. Yeah. So AEW Dynamite, they didn't have uh, wrestlers in the crowd this this week. Yep. I think, you know, that's what they got to do. I find these empty arena shows boring personally, yeah. but you know, Dynamite, it did 819,000 viewers. It was down 12%. Uh, NXT was up a lot, but it was up 23%. But last week's episode was also just taped, no first run matches. But it did, NXT did 669,000 viewers, which was the lowest viewership for a, basically a first run episode of NXT. Ratings aren't really important right now, but. Let me ask you this. Do you think that by continuing to run, like if they stopped running and then they came back in a month or two when things start getting back to normal, that people would be excited to check it out as opposed to, well, right now you're doing these boring shows and you start driving off fans. That's what it kind of seems like to me that by doing these empty arena shows, you're, you might get people getting tired of the product. You're doing more harm than good. For me, what's, what we're going to see is, is you're going to see talent more and more coming down with coronavirus. And that's going to open them up both sides of this. And like, like I said, I'd read AEW where they said they were testing. And I honestly would hope, I really hope they did. I Because I think, I think though the promotion of AEW came out, said we're canceling first. I think they would win over so many more fans by doing the right thing. And it would force WWE to do something as well. Because AEW is kind of setting the trend now on doing the right thing. And I don't agree with either of them running. I don't, I don't like it at all. I think there's more more negatives and positives in this because you're dealing with human lives. And again, the majority of the talent will probably be fine if they get the coronavirus. The problem, like I, we've talked about, though, is is the spread of it. And obviously, with Roman, there's more at risk. I'm really curious to see how many talent with they if they start reporting. And I hope guys like Meltzer and them actually and Satin, even though he works there, they should report the facts 100. And if they they got coronavirus, you report it and put that company on blast because. Both of them, they don't need to be running shows. It doesn't, and they're boring, like you said. I don't know why. It, it all comes down to money at the end of the day. There's no other reason to do it. And I get it, but everyone right now is losing money. And you got the world trying to do something, Raj, of like, we need to slow this down. We're now number one as far as cases, and it's going to keep going up because of how we are. Because we, not everyone's all in on this. You got them, these wrestling promotions traveling the country and flying talent all over. It's, I personally just don't agree with it. Yeah. On Dynamite, Brody Lee appeared in a, uh, a vignette, yeah. a tape segment, where he's clearly uh, 
parroting Vince McMahon. He had the suit on. He was eating a steak. There's a famous story about Vince McMahon getting upset uh, because uh, someone tried to eat before he was done. And so in in the skit, Brody Lee got mad and kicked out uh, one of the members of the Dark Order because he was trying to eat before he was done with his own meal. And then uh, Reynolds of the Dark Order sneezed and that upset Brody Lee. So Brody Lee kicked him out. Vince McMahon has a very famous thing about sneezing where he hates it. And so, yeah, apparently Vince McMahon or uh, people in WWE were very upset with that. Um, I would like to know who was upset. I feel like everyone's probably laughing. Vince yeah, I, I, I would guess it's maybe members higher up, like the the Stephanie McMahon's, maybe, you know, yeah, people like that. Maybe, but I mean, it's, I know she's talked about it before, and I have, it's just, there's an odd thing. It's such an odd thing. Like, I really, I don't like it. It just tells you, like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I like AEW doing edgy type things like that. Fucking bring it to WWE, especially when they start loading up on the roster and getting, I don't know. I'm watching this and this is just me. I'm seeing a company now build momentum and I'm seeing WWE losing momentum. I don't know about you, but that's what I, even though with everything going on, I just feel like there's this like shift going on in pro wrestling that I love watching. And it's and I don't I don't always agree with everything AEW does, and I think they're going to continue. But I see a company that's open minded, and I see mm-hmm. a WWE company that's very narrow, closed minded. And I think and I really think that if WWE is not careful, AEW it, over time is going to have a real shot at this of of because they're doing things. I like seeing that it's better TV, it's more entertaining. I think they have found a way to be more entertaining with no crowd. Even though I don't like the wrestling is really boring to me, but at least. They're giving you some some edgy stuff with that. And, and I say edgy, just it's cool to take a shot at your former employer to me because it's true. It's, it's funny because it's true. And it, the stories, everyone knows Luke Harper, Brody Lee, the denied opportunities there and frustrated. What better way than to do that? And it's odd. Vince was always weird with eating, too. I remember Paul Heyman used to get like when I was working with Paul, he was like, when you go to talk to Vince, he goes, make sure he eats. Always try to find out if he's eaten. He's he's much easier to talk to after he's had it. The little catering people, they have his, his custom steak and vegetables. Because Vince was like, he's like the guy from Step Brothers that hasn't had a carb since 2004. Like Vince is weird with carbs, supposedly. <laughs> and like it was always steak and vegetables. I can't tell you how many times I'd go in there and go talk to him. And he'd have his food eating. And uh, there were sometimes I saw it sitting there wrapped up. He hadn't got it to it yet. And I go, I'll come back later. And I did. I'd wait and always try to talk to him when he eaten. But there were times I walked in and he was eating. I go, you want me to leave? No, 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 come in. So he, I never saw him. He was never edgy with me as far as with the food. But I, I've heard the stories and I've seen how he treats like the writers and stuff. So I have no doubt that it's 100% true. And the sneezing stuff is, is well known. Have you ever seen anyone sneeze in front of Vince? Not that I could recall. And we used to do promo classes with all of us in there and uh, where everyone would be in the, the thing. With it. it was Those were uncomfortable times. We Production, all the, the agents, the writers, all the talent. And Vince would they call you up there and you'd have to do random promos. And then he would critique you. or It was crazy time. I've seen some crazy shit. <laughs> and, uh, but I never saw anyone sneeze. Yeah. Did you know about that pretty early on, the, the Vince sneezing stuff uh, when you signed? No, I don't think I, man, I was, I never concerned. I'm sure I'd heard it and I no doubt that I heard it there, but I just never, I'm not, I don't, don't sneeze often. I'm not like allergic to things. I've sneezed obviously, right. but it wasn't. Um, and if I had to sneeze around him, I wouldn't be scared to, 
So, yeah, it's, it's not something they're smartening you up to in, yeah. in developmental, being like, make sure when you get to the main roster, you don't sneeze in front of Vince. Yeah, it's, I'm not, not afraid of him like kicking my ass or anything. So <laughs> he's already he's going to fuck with your career anyway. So you might as well get the sneeze out. It's uh, yeah, it's just odd. But like the not like not eating, not letting someone eat. Like what kind of shit is that? Like just think about like what the fucking you're not some fucking this ain't fucking 1600s pal. Like wake the right. fuck up, whatever fucking generation. Century, yeah. God, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, Brody Lee taking shots at Vince and, and AEW, I, and when WWE guys do it, I have no problem with that either. I know there is a little bit of a double standard online when people jump on Baron Corbin for taking a shot at AEW, and but then they're happy when an AEW guy does it. I, I like it when both sides do it because it makes it feel like a real competitive war. I love it. I think that's the. WWE though is in the top position right now as far as the main the the ratings go as far as the two big shows. So they're looking at it is I think as things continue to evolve and turn, they will probably start acknowledging it more as time goes on. So I tell you, man, I want it with AEW. I would love it if they just the ratings continue to grow and they say fuck it, let's go to Monday nights. I like them <laughs> not yet. I, I want them to. They got it. They have a lot. This isn't. But I like them being on the aggressive. Yeah, I think the momentum, it's not there yet, but the momentum, there's, they have momentum. WWE does not right now. Yeah. What did you think of the Matt Hardy stuff on AEW? I enjoyed it. I thought they made them the best of, again, that with a crowd is a million times better. I think yeah. there's such great professionals, Chris and Matt, of staying in character and making in the way they obviously shot some stuff prior. I thought you're dealing with two uh, elite level professionals and they are highly, highly trained to go out there and suspend belief no matter what the situation and uh hats off i thought they just wonderful job all the way around yeah i don't know the hardy stuff and with no crowd uh, i don't know but i don't yeah, agree, I agree in front of an audience yeah i don't yeah. i wish all of this was held off for a crowd the talent obviously you're out that you make the best of it and like, again wwe talent like you can going out there and performing in, in the nxt in front of no crowd i really commend all those those men and women it's not an easy task, and we've all done it in developmental over and over and over and over again, and it sucks. But at that level to have to do it, I just wish none of them were put in that situation to begin with. Yeah. Last item we have is Razor, the authors of Pain. We had mentioned before that he suffered a torn right biceps uh, during the March 9th episode of Raw. Uh, he had surgery, and so he's probably going to be out. It could be you know anywhere seven to eight months. And so, according to the Observer, the decision right now is not to use Acum without Razor. So the AOP, as of now, is no longer part of Seth Rollins' stable. I didn't know that. That's. Um... From a company standpoint, they don't see value in those guys individually, at least not yet then. Or they're not ready to for them. Typically, which is odd because they're two big guys. I don't know a lot about them. I don't know how good they are technically in singles matches. If, if they're not capable of, of longer singles matches, I don't know. I, they're big, two big, impressive guys, though. Um, and I like them as a tag team. I think they, there is money with them as a tag team. But that schedule, and like the bigger you are, with if you... You got a man with that schedule too, and the way the style's changing, it's not favorable to larger athletes because the the larger athletes are adjusting their work to the smaller guys rather than making the smaller guys adjust to working a big guy. And what you're seeing is guys they get injured, and those guys have got hit with the injury bug a little bit here when they're in their careers, and it it definitely derails your momentum. They were in such a great spot with Seth being seen on a weekly basis, multiple times in a high profile. And getting the rub from Seth and, and being in the t in top 
with a top guy. Now, obviously, Buddy Murphy and Seth are still technically hey, they're doing their Technically, thing. they are, yeah. Uh, so, I would like to see something more with that storyline develop. And it's unfortunate for AOP, but, they, I mean, that's the way. I feel bad. The guy will get paid his downside sitting at home or, you know, which is or going. He'll be back down at NXT training sometimes. I don't know. Man, once you're on TV like that and having to go back down to developmental, I feel for guys on that because it, it's if they have to. I don't know if he would just sit at home the whole time. I would think he would get heat if he didn't go down to the performance center with the way they operate and everything. So, yeah, uh, real quick. One thing I, I forgot um, that we didn't discuss it beforehand. The revival, they apparently went through their downside. I guess the way the payment structure works with the downside, they had went through it like a couple of months ago. So now they're not getting paid at all while they're sitting at home. And uh, Dawson's contract is up this month uh, in a few weeks. Wilder is not up for another few months until June. So if they're going to be used as a team. Dawson's going to have to sit on the sidelines until Wilder is free to go. So basically, that's a long period of time to not be get you know not get paid. Yeah, and I don't know what kind of money they made. They weren't up there forever. They probably made a little bit of money, but that money it's nowhere near what people think for a lot of the talent. And even though it was more supposedly than in previous years, I don't know. That's very it's very possible they they hit their downside. And if they did, WWE would one hundred percent pull their pay. I know when I went home, I can again tell you from firsthand experience that when I walked out of WWE, I walked out in May. My contract wasn't up until August, and I already knew my game plan because I knew I could fall on injury pay. At the time, though, I hadn't got any work done. I just walked out, and they tried to suspend my pay like two weeks later, and they said, we're we're not going to pay you if you're sitting at home, and I said, fuck you. I'm hurt, and I had a ruptured eardrum and a nose that I never got fixed. I could never breathe out of, so I made them fix my ear and nose, and then I got put on injury pay right away, and they when I got paid, I stayed on the injured list. I didn't get cleared until the day my contract expired, which is then I went and released them publicly because they wanted me to get cleared so they could announce that they released me, even though my contract had ran up. So I released them. And after I put that video out, then I was on my way to go get cleared. I did that video on the way to get cleared, got cleared, and then let them know. And then they, I beat them to the punch where they're not going to put that out. Carano messaged me, thanking me for everything. And it, that was what it was. But they were going to not pay me. Until my, and I hadn't hit my downside yet on that. But those guys, if you hit your downside, you're not getting paid. So how does the downside work? You have the choice to get it all earlier. It's not split out over the year. No. So what happens is, it, so say you're on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar downside, and uh, every week, and you're working live events. What they will essentially do is, and you're say you're figured in for the whole year. You're on everything. You got you got all your action figures and all this other stuff, and you get the video game and and all this other pay-per-view, the network stuff, all you they're obligated to pay you is your downside. And then you get this other stuff figured in. So say you have a $250,000 downside, but because you've worked every pay-per-view for the year and with your action figures and all the other merchandise stuff, say you hit $400,000 and it, it's November and your contract isn't up till December 31st, or say you hit it in, in August, you're at 400000 and then you go home. The way the contracts are written, they don't have to pay you any more money on your downside. So they don't have to pay you your weekly checks now. They still have to pay you royalties and things when those come quarterly because that's different. Those percentages are locked in, but they don't actually technically have to pay you any your weekly downside guarantee, which whatever it would be. I don't have the math for $250,000 a year, whatever it is. Like I know for me, I remember like the way my contract was at different points. It was like, I don't know if it was like between five and $6,000. That was like the bare minimum on things. But like if, like if I wasn't, 
where I would get that check every week because they figure your live event pay, which is why a high downside for all wrestlers is very important and why WWE tries to talk the guys into not getting a, a high downside guarantee is because if you're on a million dollar downside, your live event pay, they got to pay you weekly more money to hit your downside by the end of the year. So you get paid a lot more per live event on a million dollar downside than you would on a $250,000 downside. But WWE always fucking works the talent and so many of them, they will get you as low as they can. And they tell you, oh, you're going to make more money than this anyways. You'll be fine. You're, you're going to be on this, this, and this. And the guys, they're really not in a negotiating position. So you're like, okay, because it is more money than you've made and what you would make doing other things, but it's not what you should make. Real quick, uh, one last question on this. So, for instance, uh, Dawson, his contract's expiring yeah. in April. Would that downside year be from last April to this yes. coming April? Yeah. Okay, so that would mean he hit, he made more that met his downside uh, yeah. a couple of months ago. So, have to pay the downside. And it sucks, so because what they do is they your royalties get figured into that, where the royalties should be a separate thing, but right. they count the royalties towards your downside if if this kind of situation happens. Now, if you're there and you're on good terms with everything and you're being used, you make, like I said, my first real year is Ryback calendar year. I made my downside was so low. Like I, they didn't switch my downside until like it was, I remember I was feuding with punk and I was broke. Like, and I'd been up there for six months or whatever it was. And I couldn't even use like a card to fucking get a room. It was stressful. I canceled my cable bill. They had me, they kept from being injured. I didn't make any money for a period of time, but my downside, I want to say, the first downside, it was either 100000 or 150000 until they switched me to like a, whatever it was, the, the next one up. But then I went over, it was just under $1.1 $1. for the year. So obviously, you could out-earn your downside tremendously right. on that. But even that was nowhere near what it should have been. And they didn't technically, they got a $150,000 downside. Had I been on a much higher downside, I would have made even more money and that but and that's oftentimes why people don't understand they will push a new talent like that because it's it saves them a lot more money than the guys that are making a higher downside because they will technically have to pay them more for the calendar year if they push those guys whereas you could push a new guy which you see them do which it starts and stops because it costs them less overall as a business which is why they kind of keep everyone at a certain level there's a method to the madness with all of it, it but ultimately it hurts the product the longer it goes on yeah. Well, th thanks as always for having me on. It's been an insane week. Uh, that was very uh, enlightening with the downsides. We, we get people asking about that all the time. So that's uh, great to hear. That's we'll great have to, to know. We'll have to. I have all my paycheck stubs saved up there. It, it would be interesting. I should go through. We should go through periods of like what I made because there's no rhyme or reason to any of the fucking the fuckery up there with the, the pay. It, you'll see there's some decent checks and great checks. And then just like you'll be like, what the hell? Like live event gates with just huge, massive light, like live event gates, very little money, and you just none of it makes any sense. So, well, then in theory, the news should be slowing down here after WrestleMania, especially if uh, these shows are all taped. And so maybe we could do a, a deep dive into that. Uh, yeah, we might we might have to come up be creative here with the coming weeks if uh, <laughs> everyone's on lockdown. But anything yeah, you want to plug to wrap up this week, Raj? Uh, yeah, just keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. It's busier than ever. Uh, we got a, a ton of new interviews. Uh, we had Brian Pillman Jr., who's actually in self-quarantine right now after he was suffering uh, flu-like symptoms. Uh, Shug D., who worked the uh, Dynamite tapings last week, and he talked about the precautions that AEW took and what it was like working uh, in that empty arena environment. Fight CEO Michael Weber, how the coronavirus is, uh, how it's hurting um, you know live events and, and affecting their business. ROH COO, COO, Joe Coff 
Chavo Guerrero, Gail Kim. So just keep checking it out. Good deal. And thank you as always, Raj. Thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more. Thank you guys very much for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report with myself and Raj Geary. Check out WrestlingInc.com for the latest in news in professional wrestling and Feed Me More Nutrition, my all-natural supplement line, available on FeedMeMore.com. Just for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report, we're going to give you 20% off with the discount code SHOOTING. 20 at checkout. Just use code SHOOTING20 on FeedMeMore.com to save 20%. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed me more. Feed me more. May you rest in peace. Awesome! Yes! 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 Oh, come here! It's running wild! Yeah. I said give me the hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Shooting place! Let's report!